What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Average Take Podcast. Um, I got Joey in the middle here, and I got Cole on the far left. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, we've seen Tua get two wins so far out of the two weeks that they've been playing. Um, and let's – what do we think? Does Do we think that Tua can keep it up? Joey, you want to go first? Um, I mean, listen, I don't want to – proclaim myself to be Nostradamus or anything, but a lot of things are clicking right now for the Dolphins, right? They're starting out strong in a tough division. Tua, no, I'm not, he's not playing like the best quarterback in the league or anything like that, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but he's had a really strong start to the season. Um, He has a really nice deep ball, even though, most people would with uh, Tyreek Hill running down the field, but he still he he throws a very accurate deep ball. He's very poised in the pocket, um, and uh, the thing that scares me the most about the Dolphins is their defense, um, which is weird because they have a lot of talent on defense, um, and it just seems like that they cannot stop a wet paper sack from scoring the the football. So I think if they can get their defense looking um, more like the expectations that people have, I think this team can go really far in a banged up conference, not even division. Um, uh, so, I mean, I, I, I think, I think they're going to have a really good season ahead of them. I, I actually disagree with that too. It has a really good deep ball. I think statistically he might, but like visually it's not pretty. Um, a lot of it's underthrown, but when you have Tyree Kill, it can be underthrown, I guess, because he's burnt everybody so much. Yep. But like apart from that throw week one against the Chargers, like that last drive, he made a great deep ball throw to Tyree Kill. Apart yep. from that, I can't think of like a great deep ball from Tyree Kill. What comes to mind for me is because the Tyree Kill throws are usually not pretty, and I kind of attribute that to kind of Tyree kill because if you think back to Kansas city, a lot of the throws that Patrick Mahomes threw to him weren't pretty either. Um, but I think back to like the, the ball down the sideline to Barrios that he threw in between the two defenders. I thought that uh-huh. that was a great throw. Um, uh, there was one to waddle in the chargers game that I thought was a really good throw. I'm pretty sure it was kind of down the seam. Um, so to me, I don't know. It kind of seems like out of Mahomes and Tua, Tyreek Hill just kind of gets open and runs around deep down the field, and you kind of just chuck it down there. Um, so I agree with you on that. Those balls are usually not like spot on, but uh, the ones to like Barrios to Waddle, I think look really nice. I, th- I think he's uh, he's a really accurate quarterback in my opinion. Uh, I I agree. I do. I have seen some good throws from him. Um, I do agree with Joey's point where, you know, it's Tyreek Hill and he's going to be so far down the field so fast that you just kind of throw it up and he just goes and gets it. Um, I mean, last week, I think he didn't really showcase that much, but maybe it's just because he didn't have to. His longest pass was 32 yards. Um, But I think I am impressed more with Tua than I did show last week. Um, 70% completion last week uh, against the Patriots, which I think they had a very like tough defense because, I mean, it's Bill Belichick. They yeah. seem to have a good defense every year. Um, 
249 yards still, just did what he had to. One touchdown, one interception. But I think just like the overall play, he did what he had to, and they came out with the win because of it. So when we're talking about last week, I think there's two throws specifically that game where he underthrew the target and therefore missed a big play. Um, so I, I, I'm not saying he can't throw a deep ball. I'm saying he can't do it consistently. Um, right. But so far this season, he has shown when it matters most. He, he does. He did make the throw. So I can't knock him totally. Right. But I, I just don't think he's a consistent deep ball thrower. I think um, I could agree with that, but I kind of think that that would be most quarterbacks in the league, unless we're talking like the elite of the elite, which like I said, I, I don't think two is there yet. I think he's ascending and I just think he's constantly getting better. The more that I see him, you know, whenever, as long as he can stay healthy, I think he is getting a lot more comfortable and a lot more accurate, not only in the pocket, but whenever he rolls out, throwing on the run, things like that. Um, so, like I said, I mean, my biggest concern, obviously, is to his health. We know he's had problems with that in the past, but is really just the defense. Um, if they could kind of lock up a little bit more, like I think a lot of people kind of expected them to, um, and take the pressure off the high power offense as much um you know we see like the running game uh, has improved from last season then nice. yeah then i think i think this team could go really far it's just if they're gonna have to score um a bunch of points every game then you know we haven't seen a lot of teams be successful like that unless you're Mahomes or burrow um as far as the team because i me specifically i've been talking about Tua, the team I, I do like the team. I think the talent's there. I just don't trust and, and I specifically will get more into this and in, during the bubble rankings. But right. I don't think they're can keep us up in the playoffs necessarily. Uh Tua missed the playoffs last year, as in like him himself, he was injured. Right. I, I don't know if he's just gonna step in there and lead a team all the way to a Super Bowl. Right. Um, so if we're saying keep this up as far as regular season goes, like sure they can have a good regular season. If we're talking past that, uh, you know, I, I start to have my questions. And of course, like everyone's already mentioned, his health's number one. Like that's the yep. biggest question. No, and, and I completely agree with you on that, but my only point to that would be, you know, like you said, we're we're gonna get into some more stuff during the bubble rankings and whatnot. Um, and one of those things is gonna be Burrow, who looks like he's gonna miss a lot of time. Um, so my only point to, I, I agree the verdicts out on Tua, you know, what can he do in the playoffs? Cause we've never really seen him in that situation. But I think if you look at his competition, then we can say that about a lot. Obviously we know what Mahomes is, um, given Burrow's health, we know what he is, but that's to be seen. But if you look at some of the other people that he's going to have to potentially face the verdicts out on Lamar, the verdicts out on Josh Allen, the verdicts out on Herbert, I mean, there's not a lot of proven quarterbacks that you're going to go up against where you're like, okay, we're, you know, going against the current here unless they happen to get, you know, Mahomes before the conference championship. So I agree with you, but at the same time, it's like, it, it might not, whenever we think of the AFC, we think of all these stacked teams, which is true, but there's also a lot of young, hungry, up and coming teams that aren't necessarily the dynasty that the Chiefs are. Right. Uh, I agree with what you're saying, Joey. I feel like with the way that they're playing, 
and the way that like everybody else is with Joe, Joe Burrow being injured and unknown and the way Josh Allen's kind of showed how he's playing recently. Right. Um, I th- even Rodgers, just like Chiefs know. in general, like with Pat Mahomes struggling because right. of that yeah. offensive scheme and everything. Definitely. I think uh, if they can get that defense in tune and to a continue to either just manage the game as much as he needs to, or even make the big plays like he yep. can, uh, they could be up there in the contender. All righty. Well, moving on to a quarterback that seems to be rising and getting better to a quarterback that could potentially be a bust. Uh, Cole, do you yes, think it's time to officially pronounce Justin Fields as a bust? I think Cole's been saying it's time. I, <laughs> I think so I said this on draft. Day. Uh, I've been saying Fields is a bust. Uh, Honestly, he was a bust ever since he got drafted to Chicago. That that part's on him. Like, yeah, Chicago right. cannot develop anybody. That is Chicago. No. Um, so obviously, I y'all knew what I was going to say here. Y'all knew bubble rankings day one. I said Chicago's in this bubble because he was a bust. But because of that, I I put down specific things that he's bad at. So I'm not just okay. saying he's a bust because he sucks. Um, his footwork is bad. He does horrible footwork. On top of that, it's super slow. Uh, he can't read a defense. He can't go through progressions. He holds on to the ball too long. Um, on his uh career, he has sixty percent completion, one hundred and fifty six yards passing a game on average, twenty six touchdowns, twenty four interceptions. Um, obviously you have to throw in the running too. Like that yep. is a part of who he is, Definitely. but I'm talking strictly as a passer. He can't, he's not an NFL quarterback. And yep. if you can't pass at an NFL level, then you can't be an NFL quarterback. Like that's the most important part. The running makes you, the running can make like an average passer elite because of right. the, how right. special he is as a runner, but you can't be a horrible passer and still be an NFL quarterback. It just can't happen. And unless some crazy development happens, it's not going to happen. So he is, he is a bust. I just don't see a way out of it. Yeah. I think, um, well, actually just quickly to your point, Cole, um, going back to 1950, the bears have never had a multiple time pro bowl QB. And one of the one time QBs that have made the pro bowl is Mitch Trubisky. So that just shows you how bad their history has been. Another fun fact for that. They've never had a 4,000-yard passer. <laughs> like. Yeah. And so um, for Justin Fields, I think if I am going to be diplomatic, then you give him the remainder of the season and see if anything changes, obviously. But if I kind of had to call it on its face, whether I think by the end of the season he can be labeled a bust or not, I would say yes. I mean, he looks the exact same that he did last year. If you throw yep. up a tape of fields this year versus last year, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I don't see any growth. Like you said, Cole, just footwork wise, uh, pocket awareness, pocket presence, um, uh, getting the ball downfield, throwing an accurate football, throwing it with timing, um, yeah, I mean, I just <laughs> – and honestly, like you said, some of it is the Bears. I just mm-hmm. don't 
trust the bears at all. Maybe it's not all on him, but you're right. I mean, he, he can't, I don't ever feel good about him pushing the ball down the field, going to get a touchdown. He's not Cam Newton. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Michael Vick. All three of them have a 10 times better arm and accuracy than Justin Fields does. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I'm right there with y'all. I wish I could be different. I like him. I just think that uh, his maturity level at this, at this level is just lacking. Um, I think he just, not that he doesn't want to get better at passing. I think anybody would, if they could, Um, I think with the bears hindering some of that uh, and also just him knowing what he can do with his legs. I feel like it's just hindering his progress even more. No, like knowing like, Oh, I can just like use my legs and he's just relying on it way Mm -hmm. too much. And I'm, I mean, like you said, give him to the end of the season, uh, see what he can do. Maybe he can learn from it. But I mean, if he just still still falls back on that, uh, you know, that he can run and just never progresses, then I think it's, yep. I mean, and that's it because you can't really. To your maturity point, <clears throat> he had a quote after the game that kind of like struck me as odd. It was on that uh, screen. He threw that pick. And rather than just like owning up to it and being like, yeah, you know, shouldn't have thrown that, should have thrown that in dirt or whatever. Yeah. He, he like passed the blame off on his offensive coordinator. was like, yeah, I, I mean, that's what the play was called. It, it is what it is. <laughs> like, no, the play was not called for you to throw a pit. Yeah. And, and he wasn't helped. I don't want to see him like, oh, it's all his fault. Like, the, like he wasn't helped in that situation. Yeah. It wasn't a good play call in that situation. Yeah. But dirt it. Like, the, yeah. I've seen well, so many quarterbacks dirt a screen. Just do it. Or even uh, the the least that you can do in that situation is be the leader that a franchise wants you yep. to be. That yep. like if if nothing else, you want to show the front office like, hey, I'll I'll take this one. You know, I'll fall on my sword here and, and take this one. Yeah. And uh, just quickly, everybody knew he was kind of a Trey Lance type where he was going to be rough around the edges, you know, even, even like a Mahomes type. Um, And with other quarterbacks that we've seen be that way, where they're not just a stud coming out, you always see with the ones that turn out to be elite, you always see the growth from year to year. So if Mm -hmm. you think back to, to Dak Prescott, who obviously had a great team, uh, you know, say what you want about the Cowboys. They are a great organization, but you still saw the growth from year one to two to three, his uh, pocket presence, his footwork, him throwing the ball think, down the field. Yeah. I think people forget Dak could not throw a deep ball. He, he couldn't, he couldn't. And um, you know, it, it, he was always good at protecting the ball, but just him taking more chances and, and throwing it down the field. Same thing mm-hmm. with Josh Allen. I know we've kind of seen him, seemingly regressed the last few years but he was very rough and by year two at the beginning of the year i remember his footwork his pocket presence how he was throwing the ball was all greatly improved um and just the fact that i so far haven't seen anything like that out of fields Uh is really concerning because it's like i mean you know it's possible maybe it's only week two maybe throughout the year he will kind of you know, get better. But the fact that I don't see anything like there's nothing to hang your hat on is really concerning. Yep. Yep. Uh, 
just real quick, going back to that point that you mentioned, Cole, like with his quote after the game, uh, obviously not as disrespectful, but it kind of gives me vibes of like Zach Wilson saying he didn't let down his defense. Um, you know, like, like you, like Joey said, you know, kind of fall on a, right. Like the sword a little bit and just move on. Yeah. But, uh, definitely. You can't just be pushing the blame on somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you can't play a bad game and be the reason, a big reason that you lost and also blame somebody else yep. for the mistakes that you make. Right. Even, yep. even if it's justified, maybe, yep. maybe the coordinator said, Hey, go throw the ball to the defensive lineman. Even <laughs> then you got to be like, listen, that was my fault. That was a bad throw. You know, I got to be better. Totally agree. All right. Now, Cody. Yes, sir. Next is the nation is screaming. Everybody, everybody's calling me. Everybody's texting me. Everybody's DMing me. They're saying, what is Cody's quarterback list going to look like this week? What is the movement? Every The nation feels the movement, right? I think they do. And we're, we're all wondering. What does Cody's top 10 look like? This one is going to throw everybody in a little bit of a whirl if they're not yeah. already feeling it. Yeah, I think they're feeling it. I think they are feeling it. Um, and we're just going to go right into it. No point in hesitating. Here's my new new week QB rankings. Let's go. Number 10, we got Jared Goff. Um, still like what I've seen out of him. Um, he's still efficient. He still protects the ball. Uh, but, I mean... He just kind of has a boring game. I feel like he, you know, he's just kind of that manager, maybe slightly more than that. So I think he's got, he dropped a couple. He's going to be at 10. Uh, number nine, I got Trevor Lawrence, which this might surprise some people because last week, a big drop. Big drop. I had him at like four. Um, and I just feel like with the struggles, you know, they're, uh, they beat the Colts obviously week one. Uh, but that one was like, you know, I'm not saying the Colts are the worst team in the league, but, you know, like, I feel like a team like this, where it's like, you know, good, like playoff favorites almost um, should be beating teams like that more. And then they go and play the Chiefs, which I think, uh, you know, they've worked on their defense, but it's not great. Uh, I think Trevor should have performed a little bit better against the Chiefs. So he's at nine. Uh, number eight, Dak Prescott. Uh, I, I like what I've seen from Dak. Um, week one, didn't really see much of them. I was excited to see week two and uh, see what they could do. Uh, and I mean, that you could almost say you didn't see too much out of them again, just because the defense was playing pretty good. Uh, but you did see quite a bit more. Um, I like the way that they played the game. It was great play calling, got guys open, um, and he just threw to the you know threw to the open guy. Uh, CD played great, and I think it, all around just. Dak had a great game, so he's moving up to eight. Number seven, I have Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't necessarily Big think Jalen has done anything too bad. I just feel like he uh, hasn't done like anything extra good. Um, you know, he's gotten away from with two games, in my opinion. Uh, Minnesota, I feel like could have had the win if they made a few different calls, um, and so you know, and then that would make him one and one. And then the week before that, obviously playing the Patriots, they went down and Mac Jones ended up throwing an interception. So that's why they lost that game. I think they're just kind of barely scraping by. I think they regressed a little bit this year and they're, you know, really showing it right now. Obviously it's only been two weeks, so we'll see going forward, but he just hasn't impressed me so far. Uh, number six, I got Tua. 
Um, I believe last week Tua was like nine or ten, um, and the reason I have him moving up is he has impressed me. Um, he has, you know, played great. He put up the most yards. He has the most yards in the league. Um, he has sixty-five percent completion. I and on that last game, uh, he threw for. Let's see here, real quick. He had. He was twenty-one of thirty, which is insane. Uh, Tyreek Hill only having forty yards, and so they just picked and choose and found the guy, the other guys that were open. And he made some good plays, yep. like we talked about earlier. Uh, maybe the deep ball wasn't the greatest, but I don't think he had it had to. Um, you know, I think if that defense can keep up, he can continue to play better and better. And like Cole said, if the injuries don't show up again, I think he could progress and be a top five. Um, next up, I have Kirk Cousins at five. Uh, Kirk's continue to play great. I think the reason he's at five and not a little higher is just because he hasn't really done like I don't want to say he hasn't done enough because he's played great. He's second in the league with yardage. Um, I mean, you can't really ask more out of a quarterback than what he's done. Um, I just would like to see maybe a few more things called. And obviously the defense is not helping him out at all. Um, A few more things called to where uh, he can maybe make some more exciting momentum changing plays. So he's at five. Uh, Number four, I have Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow obviously struggled. The whole team struggled week one. Um, and so that's why he was there, there last week. He was at a, he dropped three. Um, and now he's at four, dropping again because they once again lost, um, played a better game. Just still haven't been too impressed by Joe uh, so far this year. Obviously, he re aggravated that injury. And so now we don't know how long he could be out. Um, so I think for what he's done, four is a good spot. And I think if he stays out quite a bit, he's just going to slowly drop down. Not even, you know, not his fault. Um, Next up, I have Josh Allen. Josh Allen back at three. Uh, He did take a big drop. He went to six last week, and now he's back at three. Uh, And I think that's just because, like I said, these rankings are off of what we've seen and what we know. Um, So... Obviously, after that week one performance, it's like, okay, who is who is Josh Allen? This guy's playing like crap, throwing three interceptions. Um, but I think this week he played a lot better of a game. Um, and I think he kind of came back to his old form a little bit. Um, and I liked what I saw out of him this week. I think the reason he moved up as well is because of, you know, people like Joe Burrow still uh not doing enough for their teams to win um and falling down allowed him to move up some even on not on his own number two this is gonna be shocking for some people but i have patrick mahomes uh patrick mahomes (laughs) based off what we know best qb in the league without a doubt um but just because just to add some more entertainment to this i think i you know that's why we got to move it around a little bit more um patrick mahomes has not impressed me not necessarily because of what he's done um just his team around him not helping him out uh they're only putting up 17 points uh in week two couldn't beat the lions in week one uh and so i just need to see that firepower that we're used to out of uh the chiefs and like i said not necessarily because of his fault and number one i have justin herbert uh justin herbert i've liked what he's done i think that 
you know, I just mentioned, you know, uh, people dropping because they're owing to Joe Burrow um, and stuff like that. So, I mean, how people can also say that about Justin Herbert. He's owing to, and like Joey said, he needs to get the ball downfield more, um, you know, because of the offense coordinator situation and everything. Um, but I like what I've seen out of him. He has no no interception so far, three touchdowns. Uh, he's seventh in the league in passing yardage. Uh, has a good completion percentage at 67.6. And uh, I just, I like his game a lot. I think he's definitely progressing this year. And uh, I think that he is number one for now. For now. Wow. Oh, oh. man. <laughs> yeah. You can go first, man. Go ahead. All right, so, so I understand how you say it's about what we know plus what we've seen, right? Yep. So I feel like that should matter more so at the beginning, but as we get through, it should matter less as far as what we know. Right. As far as since these are like more so power rankings than anything. Uh, so I don't understand how Josh Allen drops all the way to six, right? Kirk's seven. And then how does then Josh Allen Josh Allen leave Kirk in the dust and like go all the way up to three when they had dang near the same game? Um, and if you look at through the season, you look at Kirk's stats, you could literally put those up against anybody. And other than Tua, they're beating him. Like that's just the end of the story. Kirk's had one of the best years. And honestly, with Tua, it's neck and neck. Like right. Tua has more yards. Kirk has more touchdowns. Uh, they both... No, yeah, no. Actually, two has more turnovers too, like, or more turnover plays. I guess four fumbles. Not all of them were lost, but that's kind of a luck thing, anyway. Anyway, um, I don't. I just don't understand how Allen rises that high. It Kirk would not. Right. Not to mention, not only has Burrow played booty with his fifty-seven percent completion, but uh, he's he's not. He might not even play this week. Right. Um, you know, like I said, like, or like you mentioned too, with it being so early, I think what we know plays a lot into this, um, as we go on, I think we definitely will see those changes of, uh, a little bit more fluctuation based off of like what we've seen this season. So I, but I feel like, I feel like Allen was a little bit of an overcorrection by you because you dropped them all the way to six. Like I said, they were neck and neck and now they have the same game and they, how does Allen shoot up? Right. Um, I think just like the type of game, um, like Buffalo winning 38 to 10 and then Kirk and them losing. I'm not saying, you know, wins and stuff are QB stat, but I think just like the overall performance was a little bit more impressive. Um, obviously, you brought that up because we're talking about some team stats here. <laughs> Allen has, Allen and the Bills have 140 yards rushing a game on average, right? Two yep. weeks. Uh, Burrow and the Bengals have, uh, 70 yards rushing a game and the Vikings have 35 rushing yards a game. So those defenses know Kirk's going to throw it. They do nothing but line up in a, in a defense to stop the pass. And it doesn't matter. Kirk burns <sighs> them anyway. Listen, listen, Cole, those are good stats, but all you have to say is the bills played Las Vegas who might have the worst defense in the league. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings played the Eagles who, their secondary is shot a little bit, but they still have Darius Slay and they still have a good D line. 
Not to mention Kirk has two, it was like 2.6 seconds to throw on average, which is 24th in the league. Yep. Like, I, I just don't know how, it's not even that, like, I hate the numbering. Like, I don't mind Kirk at five. I just don't know how, like, Josh jumped more than Kirk when they statistically had a similar week. Right. <sighs> Listen, <laughs> this this list, as, as told by Cole, is just a complete and utter mess. Listen, it, I'm, I'm just going to touch on a few things here. Jared Goff at 10, that's fine. I get it. He lost in a close one to Seattle. That's fine. Dak, haven't really seen enough from him. He did look good against the, the Jets defense, but I think that also kind of was a lot more of the the scheming in general by the Cowboys, getting a bunch of open uh, receivers. Hurts hasn't played great, but look, I, I don't even know where to start here. I mean, we're, we're talking about you're talking about it's only week two, so we got to go based off of what we know more than what we've seen. And yet you got Justin Herbert above Patrick Mahomes. I mean, do we not think that Patrick Mahomes is <laughs> far and away the best qu- quarterback in the league? And listen, I am completely against, you know, uh, QB stat is quarterback wins. But can we get this guy a win before we put him as the best quarterback in the league? I mean, Jesus Christ, it's not like he doesn't have a good team. I mean, I, I understand they scored over 50 points with no turnovers on offense and have lost. But, I mean, listen, if he, if he gets a win next week and he's one and two, then, oh, yeah, you know, he can be – I mean, I, at some point a quarterback's got to go down the field and win the game. I mean, so that is just atrocious. Well, like in that Cole case, said. you could agree with me on the Kirk Cousins being a five because he could have went down and tried to win that game, and I feel like they were a little lackluster. I mean, honestly, that's that would be my only knock on Kirk so far this season was I didn't love, which uh, again, it I I don't want to to seem like they're zero two because of Kirk Cousins because they're not, but I didn't like the and and maybe it's the play calling, maybe it's the offense coordinator. I don't know who it is, but um, I didn't like all the checkdowns that he threw on that game winning drive because they burnt so much clock doing that, that it didn't give them a chance to go down and score again. Um, so I, I didn't love that from Cousins. And that's also kind of the meme is like, you know, he checks down in the clutch I, and stuff I like that. I don't think he threw that many checkdowns. They weren't checkdowns. They were just like five-yard slant, five-yard slant. Well, yeah, yeah, that's on a cross. yeah, yeah. You and, can't do um, much about that. And, and that's what I mean. Is it play calling? Is Kirk not throwing the ball down the field? And, and like I said, it's it's – not to come at Kirk, but if we are nitpicking, then, uh, you know, I, I would probably have two ahead of Kirk, Kirk at six, just because of um, the team's performance. Like I said, not a QB wins guy, but I do think that that whenever they are that close, that it does kind of have a factor on it. Um, Burrow, I mean, if we're dropping Mahomes down to two, which is ludicrous, I don't know how Burrow isn't at nine where Trevor Lawrence is. Um, Trevor Lawrence played a defense in the Chiefs that looks like it's going to be really, really good. Um, they held the high-powered uh, Lions, who scored what thirty-one points to. Um, uh, I don't remember what they scored week one, 21. but yeah, twenty-one. Um, obviously, the Jags didn't put up a bunch of points. I mean, I, I just feel like this list—it's like every guy you're kind of you're kind of telling a different story with it's like oh well we 
we don't know too much about this guy, but let's go based off of what we know with Josh Allen. But we haven't seen a lot from Patrick Mahomes yet, but we've seen a lot from Justin Herbert, but his team can't win a game, but I think he's the best in the league. But we haven't seen a lot from Dak Prescott yet, but we already know what Jalen Hurts is and what Joe Burrow is. All right, Cody, so, respond, and then we got we to gotta go. Um, I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from. Um, you know, everybody has a little, <laughs> little different story. Um, but I, I'm sticking Cody's with it. I, I like what him, I like what I've seen from Herbert. They may have not win, won the games, um, but I, you know, I don't think winning is a QB stat. And I think we'll uh, go f- go forward and see what it looks like next week. Listen, maybe uh, maybe this should be like oh, I don't know, like a point system or something to better understand this because. Me and Core is confused over here. I mean, yeah, it just doesn't make sense, man. All right. Well, and therefore, therefore, this list is trash. I'm going to continue to trash it every week until you put the list how I want. Except Herbert. I like Herbert. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. We got from a guy that used to be on this list, his team, Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. Obviously, his injury happened. We kind of spoke about what that meant for the Jets, but we didn't really get into the details of where they go from here, especially with that loss to Dallas last week. Um, at, at this point, where do the Jets go from here? Do they roll with Zach Wilson? Do they move on? What do y'all guys think? We'll start with Cody. I I think they should roll with Zach Wilson. Continue to let him be trash because that's what he is. Um, you can say, God. you know, we got um, Aaron Rodgers there mentoring him. He's matured a lot. Maybe he has, but from what I've seen, which he did play the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are goaded. Pretty, pretty um, good. Can't lie. He Super Bowl sucked. Picks. And uh, I think he's going to continue to suck, and I think they should let him suck um, so they can uh, pull a little Arizona Cardinals, not so uh, oblivious, um, which they came out and, you know, this adds to it. Uh, you know, Cardinals are up that much on the New York Giants, and they're like, uh, this, we look a little too good. Let's uh, <laughs> let's settle down here. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, the Jets can pull an Arizona Cardinals easier and not oblivious and just let him play how he plays and let them suck and only win one game this year that they happen to beat the Buffalo Bills. Uh, go over, go in the draft, and uh, I'm, not, I'm assuming they have their first-round pick, right? Yeah, they um, do now. So they, yeah. so they have their first-round pick because Green Bay's not getting it. Um, and I think they should, uh, maybe try to sneak that Caleb Williams, Shador Sanders, and then have Rogers mentor them because this boy, uh, Zach Wilson sucks. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but a little bit differently, I think, I think only good could come out of starting Zach Wilson. I don't get the play of bringing in another quarterback, uh, uh, unless it, you know, you could have gotten Brady somehow, but you can't. Right. He's a co-owner of a franchise. He can't play for a football team. And he's even came out and said he wouldn't come out and play for the Jets. So Hey, I don't know. The Jets. About, okay, maybe the Jets. I was yeah, the say, Jets. commercials, TV. <laughs> for real. Right? Hey, but, um, there's a Brock Purdy injury, though. For real. That'd be the easiest job of his life. I was going to say. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I think I think you start Zach Wilson, and one of the two outcomes is, well, one of the two hopeful outcomes is 
either he shows great promise and they go on to win six or seven games. And by the end of the season, you're saying, wow, he looks really good. And you try to trade him for something, whether that mm-hmm. be a fourth round pick, a third, uh, so you, you get something back for him um, and flip him for draft capital. Or like Cody said, he sucks and the Jets do the Cardinals thing where they tank and they they win two or three games all season. And I, they're not going to get the number one pick. The Cardinals have that unlocked. They've proved it uh, on Sunday. They do not care. They are going to lose every game. I don't care if you give them a 40-point head start, they're going to lose the game. Yep. So they're not going to get the number one pick. Um, and this is where I disagree with Cody. I don't think that they should take Gillum Williams. I don't think they should take Drake. I think they trade that two or three, the second, third pick, uh, for good players, for a really good O-lineman, for a couple decent O-linemen, for another weapon. Um, and I think you bring back a healthy Rodgers and you go for a Super Bowl because the Jets are not a team that contends for Super Bowls. They're going to have a really small window with Rodgers. He is an unknown but this is their best shot. I mean, you know, could they draft uh, the Drake kid, the quarterback? I mean, they could, but he's an unknown. Their best shot is, I I think what they should do is tank, like I said, trade away their draft capital and go for it the next year. The worst case scenario is Zach Wilson plays like Zach Wilson, where he's okay at spurts and bad in other spurts. And they go on and they win four or five games. And you look back and say, yeah, Zach Wilson can't really play still. And we got a mid-round pick. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're kind of stuck in the middle here where nobody wants Zach Wilson still. And our pick isn't as valuable as it could have been if we just kind of, you know, took this year at the wayside. Yep. Um, so to play devil's advocate, because I, I agree with y'all. I, I said that last time. But yep. um, to play devil's advocate, I... I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers told me he can be back by the playoffs. So I'm going to make the playoffs, right? I am yeah. the Jets GM. I'm going to make the playoffs because Aaron told me he'd be back, right? <laughs> so I, I got three guys that they could bring in to play quarterback for them because I, okay. in this situation, I don't want it to be Zach yep. Wilson. I, I did a free agent, something you don't have to trade a lot for, and it's something you don't have to trade a lot for again, but not like it's more, but not crazy. I don't think right. it costs you your first. Yeah, nothing too ludicrous. Right. So, the first one, free agent, Colt McCoy. Go grab Colt McCoy. <laughs> okay. You know he's going to play conservative. Just yep. don't throw picks. Don't put that defense in bad situations. We saw him do it with Arizona and win two. He played three game a three-game stretch, one-two. Like, yep. Yep. You know, see if he can glide your team into the playoffs, right? Yep. Second guy, go trade for Andy Dalton. It wouldn't take much to get him. Mm-hmm. You know how you know exactly who he is. He runs a West Coast system very well. Um, it won't, like I said, it won't take much to get him. Again, yep. it's like a higher end Colt McCoy at this point. You're just <laughs> gliding into trying to glide into the playoffs. The third option, or I guess you could say the first option. Um, everyone's. I've seen a lot of Kirk Cousins. I've, I'm going to not do that one. A lot of people say it. Here's a sneaky one. I actually talked to somebody in the comments about this on one of our old posts or a recent post of ours. Ryan Tannehill. What if the Titans, 
you know, trade deadline, have like two wins. Yeah. Why wouldn't they throw in Will Levis, see what he is, and they would ship off Ryan Tannehill. Maybe the Jets are at the trade deadline going, hey, we can make a playoff push. You go trade whatever you have to trade for Ryan Tannehill. You tell him, hey, don't play hero ball. Play it safe. Do what we ask you to do. Don't yep. screw it up for the defense. And it is his last year of the contract. You have to make one restructure, but nothing yep. too crazy cap-wise. Um, I mean, it's worth a shot. Yep. Lead Aaron Rodgers in right back to where uh, he belongs. And uh, yep. because he told you. He will yeah, be he back told me <laughs> he will be back. <laughs> uh, he didn't say he will. He said anything's possible, but in this scenario, he told me he will. I mean, fair enough. Anything's possible on the mushrooms. I yeah. mean, honestly, if he told you he's going to be back, that literally, I would go out and get Kyler Murray. I would send a, you think I'd you play? Send a, I'd like send right a now? second. Yeah, I think at least in the next few weeks. Yeah, I think you send a second to him, and then he plays good, ideally. And then you can flip them again. I, I, I obviously don't know. I, I wonder how the cap would work on that. I don't know. I yeah, know that's that the thing. I, I don't know the cap. I don't know. Uh, I know the trade clauses aren't as strict as they are in the NBA, but I don't know. I don't think he has one, though. I don't think oh, he has a trade clause. Okay. There you go. If it's possible, I mean, uh, depending on what the draft looks like, like you said, you can maybe even flip him again, get a decent offensive lineman. I mean, uh, uh, Listen, I mean, if you you get Kyler Murray behind the Jets defense and you know an easy system, it looks like hey. it looks like Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, who I was kind of out on. It looks like Dalvin Cook is going to be about the same as Dalvin Cook was the year before. I mean, you know, I think he'll I think he could have a good year if they wanted to kind of roll the dice and ship out a, a high draft pick for him. If, if the the running game with Kyler at quarterback and then Brees and Dalvin would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yep, and like, it would take a lot of stress off of the line too. Yeah, well. I don't even think that. Uh, I mean, we're talking playoff push. Maybe we're talking a little different uh, conversation, but I mean, let's say you know he gets some, you know, that six, seven wins, eight wins maybe, and they maybe make a wild card, maybe don't make the playoffs and you still have that mid round pick. There might be a mid good mid, uh, lineman or something, you know, you could add on top of flipping him for a decent lineman. Also well, and that's the thing is if, yeah, if you trade for him and you still get in the Zach Wilson kind of like worst case scenario where you're like six wins, but you can trade Kyler Murray who, you know, is going to get at least, you know, around a third round pick second, maybe even a first, um, then it doesn't feel as bad. Yeah, because right. you know you're you're going in with you know another high draft pick instead of just kind of being left in the dust of you know what could have been. So, but enough of that. You know I what? Uh, get... You know what everybody loves. What does everybody love? Uh, I mean, me personally, I like me some bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bubbles? All kinds. I like the <laughs> bubbles that come from a bubble machine. I like the bubbles that you have to blow manually. Whoa. Um, I like, like the big Whoa. ring bubbles. Whoa. Most importantly, and most of the, all. He likes the bubble butts. I do like the bubble butts. <laughs> uh, but most importantly and overall, I love them bubble rankings. Cole, what do you got for us this week? Yes, sir. Time. Four. The bubble rankings. We got some new bubbles this week. Uh, switch it up a lot. You know, you're into the season now. Now it's time to 
figure out what you really want. Uh, you got some crowded bubbles early on, honestly. Right, right. Um, but as the season progresses, the pretenders, the contenders, the favorites, they will be more set in stone. Okay. But as of now, though, bubble? first, we still have the Caleb Williams bubble. Shador's still there, too. We got the Cardinals, we got the Broncos, we got the Bears, and we got the Giants. Okay. The Giants, awesome come from behind victory. It was against the Cardinals. I don't care. Do it. <laughs> do good against a good team. Okay. I I don't care yet. Make me okay. care. Do it without Saquon. That will really impress me. So you're uh, saying they're they're on the verge of of getting out of the bubble if they beat a decent team. They're, they're definitely the closest. Okay. Denver. I don't like. I don't think Peyton Sean Payton likes Russell Wilson. Right. I, I don't. Yeah. Um. I would agree. So, I think New York's definitely the closest, but I don't think they're close. I think uh, Daniel Jones, especially without his buddy that he can hand off to, I think he sucks. So Listen, <laughs> that's not how the segment works. We critique it after Cole's done. Keep going, Cole. Hey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to the AFC Purgator. Oh, that's actually Rookie Island. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie Island's the same. It's not called Hope anymore. It's called Rookie Island. All, right. All the same. I like it. Anyway, A. Next, we have AFC <laughs> Purgatory. Okay. What is this? Well, this AFC Purgatory is the wrong bubble. The Browns are supposed to be in there too. Anyway, okay. This, these are all teams plus the Browns that are going to miss the playoffs. Like, oh, because the AFC has too many good teams. Okay. And like, it's just that is is that what it is? I think all these teams miss the playoffs just because the AFC is so stacked. Um. Although it doesn't look it yet. It looks like all the teams suck, but that will get fixed. Yep. Next, from the AFC Purgatory to the NFC Playoffs. Everybody has a chance for the playoffs in the NFC. Oh. Everyone. Everyone. Yep. Um, we got... Uh, Minnesota's obviously 0-2. I think they're a better team than that. I don't think the Falcons or Saints are 2-0 and teams, yet they are. I think everybody will even out eventually. I think the playoff teams in this NFC will end up around 8 or 9 wins, and you're looking at all the teams that will end up around 8 or 9 wins. Um, I think I said playoff teams. I meant wildcard teams. Yep. Um, so out of these, there's eight teams here. There are three playoff spots available. So... Oh, okay. and two of the uh, one of them will be the Saints or Falcons winning that division. So then right. there's only two playoff teams left. Okay, so that's what we got there. Pretenders, Browns not in there. I don't know why that happened. <laughs> Technical <laughs> error. Um, look, the I had to move the Chargers back. They were in the contenders. They had to go to the Pretenders. They're zero and two. I don't blame that on Justin Herbert, but me neither. I blame that on Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley is a horrible head coach. This week, after the Chargers lose to the Minnesota Vikings, and we get that Brandon Staley's fired tweet, that's going to hit different. <laughs> Everyone or will be free. Brandon Staley fired chant, like we heard from the Steelers about Canada. Uh-huh. We're going to get that Brandon Staley's fired. Kellen Moore's interim head coach. <laughs> then they get scary again. I might have to move from the, printer, from the <laughs> pretenders to the contenders just for that. Um... So, essentially, again, these are all teams I cannot see winning a Super Bowl this season. Contenders. Oh. Um, Jags, Eagles, Niners. 
Jags, I mean, while they didn't play a good game offensively, it was a good game with the Chiefs. I thought they played a really well this week. Uh, obviously, like I said, if they're contenders, they all have a chance to make potentially win a Super Bowl. Uh, San Fran's looked really good. San Fran's looked like the second best team in football. Yep. Um, unfortunately, Amen. they play in the same conference as the best team in football. Um, and then Amen. you also have Philly, who I've not been impressed yet, but I do believe they will eventually get it together. It's it's how I, I've been speaking all year long about the continuity of the Eagles being gone. They have to rebuild it. They haven't looked the good, but they're still 2-0. Like, yep. it, it's the crazy part. When they finally get it all together, they might get a little scary. But until then... We have our favorites. They have not changed. You know why? I'm standing firm. The Chiefs, do they look good? Not really. Does anybody in the AFC? Not really. Bengals, do they look good? Not at all. Do I care? No. Because what's going to happen? Burrow might miss a couple weeks. Then what? They sneak into the playoffs. They get the wild card spot. Oh, you mean like they do every year? And then they're going to go on the road, win playoff game after playoff game after playoff game, Head to Burrowhead, beat the Chiefs for like Whoa. the 15th time, and head to the Cowboys. Not head to the Cowboys. Where is the Super Bowl this year? Is it in Vegas? Uh, I think it's in Vegas. Yeah. Vegas. Yep. All right. Then they're going to head to Vegas to play the Cowboys. That's getting ahead of myself, though. Right now, though, they're staying the favorites because I think they will get it together eventually. It might take a couple more weeks, but. Okay. Cody, would you like to go first? Uh, Just real quick because we were just there. Um, pretty sure we already put that uh, Burrowhead stuff to rest. Um, <laughs> you know, I think we uh, realize that uh, Patrick Mahomes is now, well, maybe not now, but he will be Burrow's daddy. All right. Um, <laughs> pretty sure they, I don't know if she's had it yet, but I know they have another baby on the way. It's going to look just like Burrow. <laughs> um, I, you know, I kind of butted in. Joey caught me. Uh, New York Giants. Might be the closest out of that bubble, but they're still way in the middle. I'll tell you that much. They're, you know, if everybody's stacked on top of each other, the, you might see the Y poking out a little bit more. But <laughs> with Saquon hurt, yeah, they're done for. Danny Dimes, $40 million to suck a fat willy. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> hey, fair enough. All right. Hey, let, can we uh, go over to the pretender slide here? Pretenders. See, Ignore the Browns. See, because Cole said... Has any team looked very good in the in the AFC? No, which I agree with, except for them Dolphins right there at the bottom left. But I'm not going to get too in that. We already talked about it. I think the Dolphins could go in and win the Super Bowl, especially if Burrow isn't going to get healthy, if the Chiefs don't figure out their offensive blunders. Oh, Burrow's going to get healthy. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we'll see about that next week. Um... But um, can we go to the next slide real quick? The, the one after the pretenders, the contenders. Listen, I love the Jags. Y'all know how much I love the Jags. I just have not seen enough from them for them to be in this bubble yet. Listen, I really want them in this bubble. I do. I, 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 I was waiting for the week that I got to see the Jags in the contenders bubble. But now that it's here, it just it feels too soon to me. They're coming off of a... Uh, in my opinion, a bad loss to the Chiefs, and and I know I honestly agree with you, Cole. It it wasn't as bad as as maybe some people 
thought it, it was a good game by the the Jags overall, but them only putting up nine points with that offense was very concerning. And I, I just think that the Jags are a young team. Well, I know that. I know that they're a young team. We all know that they're a young team. And it kind of seems like that they're going to have the syndrome that a lot of young teams have, which is playing uh, to their opponent rather than playing to their potential. And I think that they could have went in there and kind of showed the Chiefs who was the good, healthy team, the cohesive team. And I think that the Chiefs really didn't look like themselves at all, especially offensively. And I think the Jags kind of matched him at that and maybe looked even worse offensively. So, like I said, maybe in a few weeks, you know, I I, I, I don't hate it. I, I and It hurts for me to say, but I just think it's a little bit too early to put the to put the Chiefs or to put the Jags rather in the contenders uh, circle or bubble. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, hey. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> bubble. Bubble. There. Bubble. Especially with teams like San Fran and the Eagles, who, like you said, San Fran looks like the second best team. The Eagles haven't shown a lot, but they haven't really needed to. And even then, they're still 2-0. So that would be my critique. So for the Jags, uh, at the end of the day, I I think it's because it's week two that they look so off. I think, like you said, they're a young team, and usually young teams get better throughout the season and Definitely. that's kind of what i'm i'm, I'm anticipating on uh look i am be honest here it's partially <laughs> what i've seen it's also partially what i'm predicting Definitely. i don't want to move these bubbles i'm right all the time <laughs> so i don't want to move okay. these suckers but i think by the end of the season the jags will have it together and that's why they're here and the dolphins are there is because by the end of the season i don't think they'll have it together i don't okay. see the I don't see the alley for them to make the Super Bowl due to injury concerns and due to inexperience. Whereas the Jags, man, I think they'll get better. And I got to be honest, while I hated the first half of Trevor Lawrence's one playoff win, I love that second half. <laughs> and and just to see him overcome that adversity in the playoffs before really gives me hope that he will overcome adversity, adversity during the season and playoffs too. Well, and listen, to your point, they have a Super Bowl winning head coach too. So. That is true. Yep. I mean, that uh, uh, in a conference that, like we talked about, doesn't have a lot of experience, that does help a lot. So, yep. like I said, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, I, cold, I but, do. Uh, go ahead. Go to pretenders real quick. Now, I know we talked about the Chargers being in that pretenders. Um, and I think as of right now, being 0 2, it's not a bad spot for them. But like Cole said, once they're. Uh, defensive-minded head coach that can't control a defense gets out of there um, and they figure out something else, I think they'll be... I think if they can get a competent someone to, you know, work that defense and they can put up 54 points in two weeks and actually, like, make them wins, which they should be, I think they can turn around and even be in that contender bubble. Listen, Cody... And that's why Justin Herbert's the best quarterback in the league. (laughs) Listen, Cody, I feel like... Cole, to a lesser extent, I don't know exactly Cole's opinions on the Chargers as a whole. I know he likes Herbert. I love Herbert, too. But, Cody, I feel like I'm kind of the the parent that's got to tell you that Santa Claus isn't real here. The Chargers are never going to be contenders until 
first of all, they actually can play home games and aren't playing away or at least at a neutral site every game. And until they can get one of the most talented and stacked defenses in the league to not throw away the games whenever the Chargers offense has generated over 50 plus points and zero turnovers. Those are two. Okay. But you're talking like, Oh yeah. Well, whenever they get, you know, you know, the running back back that's going to come back next week or what, you know, once they adjust the hot dog prices at the vending machine, like, (laughs) no, these are two of the biggest factors for a championship team that they seem very far away from completing. I mean, their defense has been lackluster time and time and time again. We've seen that they've lost plenty of games in the past that they could have and should have won and probably would have won if they did play it at a true home field advantage site. So, Cody, like I said, hey, I, I'm you sorry, know. you know, Santa Claus isn't real, the Tooth Fairy, <laughs> the Easter Bunny. The Chargers are not going to be Super Bowl bound until they at least fix one of those things. Hey, I, I, I'll be there. I'll be there. Complete home games make them hot dogs cheap enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All righty. So, from an excellent segment of the bubble rankings to an outstanding, stupendous, marvelous segment. Yes, sir. It's time for Joey's weekly stardom sit-em. Stardom sit-em, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, we're, we're, we're on track from last week, all right? I don't have all my stardom sit-ems here, but we had... Uh, we had, well... Well, we had Najee, who, uh, you know, didn't even have a point until about the second half of the game. Um, we have, uh, well, you know what? Let's just let's just get into starting to sit him. Somebody from last week reappearing this week. Damian Pierce. Listen, guys, I tried to tell you, Damian Pierce, his talent, it jumps off the screen. I'm telling you, you look at him and you think he is one of the best pure backs in the league. He is not a fantasy player. I promise you. They went up against the Colts. Even me, listen, I had him on stardom sit him. I told you to sit him. Even me was thinking, you know, is, am I making a mistake? He's so talented. They're going up against the freaking Colts. The Colts defense is not very good. And he still could not generate any points. Their offense is, it's it's so weird. It's stagnant. And then they, they make a big play or two. Um, but it's never to pierce it, it's it's a it's a weird stroud pass that that goes deep and uh and nico collins it, catches nico it all. collins <laughs> yeah I'm, i was gonna say nico collins is insane um but damian pierce guys it, it's like this for for a lot of guys um just believe it whenever you see it you don't have to be early on on everybody in fantasy a lot of times in fantasy you just want to take the points and with pierce you're not going to be taking home any points Next, Alexander Madison. Guys, uh, he was a running back that we were kind of thinking would kind of take the Dalvin Cook spot of kind of being a, you know, a reliable, nice uh, fantasy running back. He is not. Alexander Madison has been awful. It's it's honestly, to me, one of the, one of the biggest things I think that I've been wrong on all season, and it, there's not a lot of them, guys. I, I promise you, go check the clips. They're not out there, but I'll go ahead and throw you this one. Was Dalvin Cook. I thought he was going to be falling off. Looking back, man, Dalvin Cook made 
that position look easy compared to what Alexander Madison's doing. He can't make, he can't create space for himself. He can't get away from defenders. And it's not even all his fault. That O-line is garbage. Whatever the reason may be, again, maybe whenever you see some improvement for right now, sit Alexander Madison with everything that you have. Please sit him. The Vikings have the worst running offense in the league. The last one. Don't send him a DM. He's already had enough of this. (laughs) And I don't agree with him. (laughs) Sorry, just had to put that out there. Didn't want to add to his plate. Next, next on Stardom Sitem. Last sit. I hate to do this. I had him week one, and it was a, it was a bad call. And I was wondering, should I go back to the well here? Am I going to get bit twice? It's Brees Hall, ladies and gentlemen. Now listen, he came off of a game where he scored less than a fantasy point, and you think, you know, well, it was against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, how how is it logical to you know just base it completely off that? Look at his week one game. Listen. Again, the talent's there, and it's not its not just talent like Damian Pierce. He is a very good fantasy back. It's just the fact that, guys, you can't rely on him week in and week out to, you know, break off these 60, 70-yard runs, these touchdowns, whenever he's just simply not getting the ball at all. They're obviously, you know, slowly working him back in with the addition of Dalvin Cook that's been their plan this whole time. Uh, week one, he had 31% of the snaps. Week two, he had 34% of the snaps. So that is not a big ramp up at all. They're obviously going to be slowly working him in. Even just the way that he's been running, he doesn't look like he has regained that burst and that breakaway speed that he's had. And even week one, he had 15 points, but he only had 10 carries. You can't rely on him to get uh, almost 13 yards per carry like he did in week one. Um, he's obviously not getting a lot of targets because he's just not out on the field enough yet. You have to wait. Like I said, a lot of times in fantasy, it's better to be a little bit early or a little bit late rather than early. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's too much to bargain on for him to, to, to break off on whenever he's only getting the ball a handful of times. Now to the starts. Start number one. We got a, we got a young up and comer. We got Naku. This dude Ooh, came out of nowhere. Um, I, I I shouldn't have to tell you to start him, but you might be wondering, like, you know, is, is he really going to sustain this? You know, listen, until Cooper Cup comes back, which he's not coming back next week, you can easily and safely start him. He is obviously uh, Matt Stafford's number one target. He's, I'm sure y'all saw, saw it on the broadcast. He's the, he's gotten the most targets out of the first two career starts. Um, he's gotten 15 targets game one, 20 targets game two, and he's catching a lot of them and he's getting a lot of yards with them. And he has scored, he has scored uh, over 20 points week one, over 30 points week two. And that's all without getting a touchdown yet. Even if he gets half those targets, but he gets a touchdown, you're still going to see the same amount of points scored. Um, he's insane. The Rams in general, or I, I am not a Rams fan at all. They have been a really fun team this year. They look like they are going to make some noise, uh, even in an NFC that isn't doesn't have a lot of teams. They're a really fun team, and their offense looks really good. 
Um, he is a for sure start. Don't don't second guess it. I know he's unproven. Do yourself a favor and start him. Uh, start number two is going to be Mr. Michael Williams. Um, so obviously he's not going to be a wide receiver one. He's probably not going to be a wide receiver two, but Mike Williams is a great flex uh, spot. He's on an offense with the best quarterback in the league, according to Cody Street. So, I mean, there you go right there. But um, other than that, listen, as long as the Chargers defense is going to be atrocious compared to their talent pool, then these wide receivers are just going to be instant starts because you got Herbert, who is going to throw the ball. You got a great offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. And in Mike Williams, you got a big 6'4", 220 uh, wide receiver who's getting uh, anywhere from 70 to 90% of the snaps. Last week, he was targeted 13 times. They're going to play the Vikings, who are going to give up a lot of points, and they're going to score a lot of points. You're going to want to start him this week. And the last start, of course, Brian Robinson. Um, Brian Robinson, listen... It's always tough with the commanders because you don't know which running back is going to be the running back week to week, but it really does seem like, and Gibson, he didn't have an awful week last week, but it really does seem like Brian Robinson is going to be the guy. He's just a more talented back overall. Um, creating space, getting past defenders, um, yard, uh, sorry, yards after contact, um, they're really they're they're going to be running this offense through him. He's not going to get absolutely all the carries. Some of those are going to go to Gibson, but he's going to get the majority. And uh, th- this is a team that they never they always look like they could be in contention for the worst team in the league. And their offense is always better than expected. And uh, I think Brian Robinson they're going to need to run the ball through him. Uh, they got a young quarterback that is not ready to take the reins at all. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, for me, he's a he's a borderline uh, RB two, a definite uh, easy flex player. And listen, thank me whenever uh, you win next week. That's that's all I can say. All right, so I got to say this. Yep, I agree. Um, Puka, that dude. Fun stat for him. Okay, he has more targets. Did Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, and Jordan <laughs> Addison combined? That is insane. That is insane. So, and like, like I said, and like I said, I, I honestly do not expect him to get targeted fifteen or twenty times. But he's done all that—thirty points in fantasy PPR—without mm-hmm. a touchdown. I yep. mean, if he gets eight targets and gets a touchdown, I mean, he's still gonna have well over twenty points. I mean, yep. he's really insane. Cody, anything? Any critiques? Uh, any? I like it. I think uh, the one question I would have is uh, go to uh, Stardom. I like. I don't hate the Mike Williams pick. I'm just not a huge fan of him. Um, but I think he could go, be a good flex position. I like it there. And then uh, Brian Robinson had a good week last week. Um, I'm hoping he can do it again. I think he maybe uh, found his footing a little bit. Yep. Um, but uh, we'll have to see if it stays consistent. But I like it. Yep. I mean, and hey, listen, I, I like to kind of cover all the bases here. Mike Williams, obviously, you don't necessarily want him uh, 
as your starting wide receivers, but in a flex spot, I mean, he's he's the perfect flex. Yep. Like I said, yep. they're going up against Minnesota. Uh, if if he gets less than eleven points, then then that's my bad. But if if you can if you can get that in your flex position, then I mean that's that's easy. All right, all right. On to the final segment of the show. Just like final every segment. week, we're gonna close it out. With our upsets. It's Cody. Cody. Oh. It's got to be you. <laughs> it's me. You currently have the best record out of all of us on these upset predictions. Oh. Who, who was your second one? You had Seattle and Lions and who last week? I had Seattle and Lions and... Give me one second to look at it real quick. Seattle Lions, and I had the. Cole, do you have our like scores in front of you? Like, do you know our, our records, or do you just know that Cody's? I just. Best? I'm two. I'm three and one. I know that. I so yeah, Dot Cody. I, I, I don't know what one. I am. I know I went one for one last week. I don't remember my week one predictions though. I was gonna say I'm trying to think of that second one. Um, I think you're one and three. I think I am. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and go while you're trying to find that. Uh-huh. Um, so my first one this week, I'm going to go. I, it was hard. I, I actually did not love any of the lines this week. Um, I yep. I like them as lines. I don't like them as upsets. Um, so. The one I decided to land on was Tennessee over Cleveland. Yep. Um, man, Watson's bad. <laughs> yeah. Watson's bad at football. They just lost Chubb. Ford, he looked okay. He looked like a good running back, but he, I don't think he's going to give you Chubb value. And without Chubb, I I don't see – I think Variable's going to contain this defense to just be like, hey, stop the run. I dare Watson to beat me. Or you can even flip it. The, it's so bad right now offensively. I don't, they could do it either way. I think it doesn't matter. Yep. Um, defensively, Cleveland is good. Like they're borderline elite on defense. But uh, I I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. It's gonna come down to Derrick Henry and the Titans run game versus Cleveland's and with Ford. So I'm gonna go with Tennessee in a close low scoring game. Um. That was on my list. Uh, like you said, I, I don't love the lines this week. There's just not a lot of outright upset alerts. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to pick one just based off the line, um, I think Falcons versus Lions. Not even necessarily because I think the Falcons are just going to outright win and they're the better team. I just think the Lions have proven that they can get got with their uh, defense. Yep. They just They don't have their defense worked out yet. Um, despite their week one win, uh, it's obvious going down, uh, going into the season, you know, that's going to be a work in progress. And, uh, this Atlanta team, I mean, they're, they're really fun. They're a high powered offense. And I think, I think if you have a, an above average defense, then the Falcons are an easy get. But I think if you let them stay in the game, then they're going to be a hard team to beat. So I, I think they have a really good chance of beating the Lions. 
So I figured out my last week pick was Seattle beating the Lions, yep. which that happened. But my other one was I had the Patriots beating the Dolphins. So oh, I'm three and one as well. Uh, oh, okay. Yep. Um, so while I was looking at Cole, what was your, your first one was what? Uh, Tennessee over Cleveland. Okay. Um, so my first one is going to be, um, I think I'm going to take the Bucks over the Eagles. Oh, um, that's a good one. Wow. I think uh, the Eagles have played a good enough game, but uh, either one of those, I think they could have lost, um, uh, you know, right there at the end. Uh, and I think that uh, the Bucks really have a good game plan right now. Baker's playing how he like needs to. Uh, he hasn't thrown a pick yet. He has good um, uh, completion percentage, twelfth um, in yards, which I'm not. You know, that's great for Baker. Uh, I think they have a good game plan for him. I think that uh, that defense is, you know, held up. They're 2-0 and as well. Uh, and I think that they can sneak one by the Eagles, um, especially if they continue to barely be squeaking by in games. I think that they should be dominating. All right. Cool. Uh, my second one, a lame one. Can't lie. It's only a point and a half, but I'm going uh, – with the Steelers over the Raiders. Oh, okay. I, I think that defense will be too much for Jimmy G. I think, again, it, it's... I don't know how high scoring this game is going to be, but I, I think the Steelers defense will overmatch the Raiders offense, and the Raiders defense isn't great, so the Steelers offense, while they're not good either at all, yep. they have less to overcome. So, yep. again, I didn't like any of the lines, but that's this is the one I felt felt second most comfortable with. No, I agree with that. Just to quickly touch on it, the the Raiders I think probably have the worst defense in the league, yeah, and I think there. the Steelers the Steelers offense doesn't look great, but I honestly think that it's going to get a lot better throughout the season, and I see this game as potentially kind of one of the one of the landmark games that you can look back and be like, oh yeah, they. They kind of got it together versus them, but hey, and maybe the Steelers will score on defense and don't got to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> Worst case scenario. So, uh, Cody, do you want to go? I, I don't want to steal yours. Yeah, I can go. Um, okay. So, also just to like touch on that last one I made, the Bucks are at home and the Eagles are away, so I feel like that's just an advantage for the Bucks yeah, as well. Um, yep. And I'm gonna go on the same kind of page as Cole. It's a one and a half, but. Like Joey said earlier, I think this Rams team looks fun, and uh, I think mm. that the Bengals are in a drought, and I don't think that drought's going to end this week. I think the Rams are going to beat them just because they're – I mean, you know, everybody is looking to win, but I feel like the Rams are just out there having fun, and it just ends up, you know – obviously they lost to, like, the Niners and stuff, but they're just out there having fun, and I think that it's going to lead to some wins that people think that they uh, might not get. Yep. Um. Yeah, and, and I don't think Burrow's gonna play, so I think. Sure. Yeah, that also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Uh. For me, <clears throat> you know, if I were to take a point and a half, too, I would go Saints over Packers. I think that they basically have the same team, just the Saints have the more experienced quarterback. Um. So, but that's if I were to go point and a half. Oh. I got the Colts over the Ravens. Oh, I think, I think the Ravens, Lamar. I was high on him coming into the season, believing in Lamar. 
Uh, he said it himself after game one. He's rusty, and he looks it. He had a better performance in week two, but they're, they're just their offense is a lot better with Mark Andrews and um, and uh, Flowers. But um, or sorry, wait, what? What's the rookie's uh, wide receiver's name? I always get Zay Flowers and is it Zay J- Jones? No, it's yeah, not Zay, Zay Jones. Jones. It is Zay Jones. Jack- okay, Jacksonville? yeah. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Zay yeah, yeah, Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Colts team, I mean, I, I think they're really well coached. I think uh, they are going to be able to kind of expose Lamar's weaknesses. And I think whether they have Minshew or Richardson, they're going to have limited tape. I think they're not going to know how to defend him. And um, their running game looks really good. Their passing game looks uh, pretty decent. And like I said, if Richardson plays, it adds another level of uh, defensive scheme to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I, I think the Colts can go in there and uh, I, I think it's a very winnable game for them. I did see Richardson's likely out. That doesn't mean he's, right. like, he's not going to play, but that's yep. I did see that earlier today. All righty, fellas. All right. Well, that's been it for this podcast. Uh, catch us next week at the same time um, and uh, go check out our other socials. Keep up with those. Post it on TikTok, Instagram, yep. all of them. YouTube. We'll be all over there with, you know, maybe even a little bit of Twitter. Yes, sir. Maybe Twitter. even a little Twitter. Um, I, I'd be responding to people. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we'll be responding. Go leave a like and comment. Tell us what you think and we'll uh, respond back. So uh, we'll see you next week at the same time. See Peace. you.